Marv here with another episode of the IT Business Podcast presented by NetAlly, your podcast for IT business support. And if you are watching this video or hearing this, this is the Wednesday live show and we have a great presentation this evening. I have with me a new friend of the channel, Justin Windsor from Splashtop, and I'm going to get him on here in just a second. And just so you know, folks, oh, I already said this is the Wednesday live show, so you already know that. So why don't we go ahead and get started with the show? Uh, I'm going to go ahead and bring Justin in. We'll do a couple of news and announcements. We'll talk about Splashtop, and there will be a post show for questions and answers. But let's go ahead and get him in here. Justin Windsor from Splashtop. Justin, how are you? I'm good, Marv. Audience, how are you guys doing tonight? All right, doing pretty good, pretty good. So uh, let's see here. I've already heard the Danes going. So uh, is that your fantasy football team? Uh, yes, I would love. Hopefully, they stop the talking because it's getting um, it's a little annoying. We did our uh, fantasy football league draft last night for Splashtop, and uh, as we know, the season kicks off tomorrow, and um, the smack talk is. Uh, Fully underway. <laughs> yeah, it's flashed out. Yeah, I uh, I had to stop fantasy football. It uh, interfered with work, interfered with uh, family time on Sundays. We uh, Did you get the, what is it, the NFL Red Zone? Oh, the best channel ever. Did you love <laughs> me some Scott Hansen on Red Zone? Scott Seven Hansen. hours of commercial-free football. That was uh, probably the best investment that we made. Uh, the wife actually watched football because of that. And, you know uh, what? I, I totally agree. It condenses it. You just see the best plays. I'm still surprised. I'm a big LSU fan, but I'm still surprised we don't have college football red zone, especially on a Saturday at 12 o'clock East Coast time, but maybe one day. I, I don't know if they could pull that off. I mean, there's so many. I don't think they could, but. There's so yeah. many games. As a fan, it'd be cool. Yeah. So many exactly. games. We'll see. All right. Well, folks, I do want to let you know, Justin has been on the show before, so he and I had this little banter going back and forth. It's great. If you have not heard, you're way behind in the podcast. If you go back and listen to episode 427, we have Justin here, Splashtop, Not Your Parents Remote Support Software, and we've got him back for the live show tonight and uh, should be good here. Now, let's see here. Justin, did you get a lot of feedback yet from that show? Yeah, we've got a lot of good feedback. And, and I think what you said about not your parents' um, remote desktop, remote support tool is, is very, very accurate. That I think a lot of um, individuals who know who Splashtop are, who we are, what we do kind of thing, they kind of put us in one arena, which is, again, totally fine. And we're doing very successful there. But I think the more we are able to socialize where we are, where we're going, and additional things on the roadmap, I think it does really reinforce that this is, again, not your parents' remote desktop tool. All right. We are going to get into that a little bit here. But first, I want to go over some of the big news items of today. And of course, Apple has been announcing their iPhone 14 and whether there's going to be a notch or no notch. And they're introducing iOS 16. But I think the biggest news of today is the fact that they are going to now provide unlimited repairs as part of their Apple Care. So something that's been a long time going, offering $29 repairs for broken glass and some other prices for other repairs. So now all of us that are klutzes don't have to fear whether or not we want to pay for that repair or anything like that. So, uh, Justin, are you uh, an Apple guy or an Android guy? No, I'm an Apple guy, and my son and I just went to uh, California uh, for vacation. We did Disneyland, a number of baseball games, SeaWorld, all that. And right before I left, I dropped my phone, and uh, one of the three camera things broke. I spent $245 to get that one one camera thing. I was like, if I'm on vacation, i got to have good pictures. Wow. So that is welcome news to me. <laughs> that is something. And I wonder if that comes out of the fact that states are now trying to get that Right to Repair Act going. And they know that they're going to lose that business. Yeah. No, I definitely think you're on the right track there. Okay. All right. And in other news, and I think this is actually uh, very interesting as well, Facebook engineers back in March uh, admitted that they don't know where your personal data is. And I find that absolutely stunning with all the things that Facebook has done and the fact that they are watching us and we know that they're recording us. 
and we know a lot of things that are happening, but the fact that they're going to say, we don't know where your data is, uh, sounds kind of scary. And the fact of, I mean, how many data centers can Facebook really be in, right? I'm assuming a lot. Uh, I would assume so. And I would love to have been the enterprise sales rep that had that data, <laughs> data storage account at Facebook. I can tell you right now. Yeah. I, uh, I'm stalling because I was trying to pull up the story here and I'm on the wrong email. I have too many emails. So it'd be like me just to say, I don't know where my email is. <laughs> so, um, And I have one other news bit, and this is more of a personal news, and it's for uh, IT service providers. If you've been in the game for a while, and I know that a lot of people have been frustrated going through COVID, uh, customers you know, possibly wanting to drop out and not use us anymore. Um, I had one of those days. It was not a pretty day, stressful, a lot of mental anguish uh, going on. And then I had to travel to Miami. That in itself is a battle, but it's for a third-party client. They're not technically my client. I'm doing work for another provider and I'm there three Wednesdays out of the month. It was uh It was a day, shall I say. So it's an hour to drive back to the office. But when I do, I get back to the office and on my desk, I was told by my office manager that I had a check from one customer. But what she did not tell me was that attached to the check was this little bitty sticker thing that said, you're awesome. And the reason that I find that significant as is because this customer is, they are now a longtime customer. Um, And I looked them up. They've been with us for 15 years and 10 months. But when we first met them back in 2008, they did not want to use us. They did not want to spend money. They thought that they thought that computer software uh, recurring costs was a scam and uh, only wanted to repair things if it was broken and they had an opportunity to uh, do an upgrade. And when I gave them the cost to assist them with their upgrade, they said, no, we'll just stick with our, with our other person. And about a month later, my, uh, we got a call from them because the person that referred me to them had gone out to do some work and come to find out they really, uh, for lack of a better phrase, didn't do the right upgrades and they were complaining and stuff like that. So the consultant went there and said, wow, Marvin did this to you guys. And they said, well, we didn't use Marvin. And she said, well, you need to use Marvin. So that's how we got back into the business. And if you can see the check, I hopefully hit enough information there, but their monthly check right now is averaging around 2,900. So for a customer that didn't want to spend anything, now they're at the point where they're saying, Marvin, whatever you tell us to do, we'll do. And uh, they're about to go up uh, another few hundred dollars because we've got to do some cybersecurity stuff. So uh, that felt pretty good to get that. And, and and what's funny is they apologize all the time when they call. And when I tell them I may have to charge you more, the office manager is just like, charge what you need to charge. So that's a story that I think a lot of people need to hear right now that some customers do love you. All right. Uh, that's, that's excellent. That's excellent. All right. So that's going to do it for the news. And Justin, let's go ahead and do this. So I'm sure there are going to be people that are watching or listening to this that did not listen to the previous podcasts. So why don't we just quickly do a recap? Uh, you are now uh, one year into your stint at Splashtop as the new channel chief. So uh, tell us what brought you to Splashtop and how the last year has been. Yeah, no, thanks, Marv. Uh, it's been really, really good. Uh, I was working in a channel capacity with a company called Zadara. Uh, so compute and storage as a service. Again, echoing your sentiment of services-based world. A lot of customers, even resellers, as MSPs, trying to get out of the hardware business that's always going to be a place for hardware, but really looking for additional ways to supplement uh, recurring revenue, you know, going to a software model and, you know, Zadara, amazing technology for sure. Uh, and then I started, you know, talking to researching and being in conversations with Splashtop. And at that time, to be in full candor, you know, a year and a half ago, you know, summer of 2021, I did not know who Splashtop was. I come from a world of 
channel sales or even enterprise sales with a firm out of Hanover, Maryland, Alliance Technology Group, that I sold data backup and storage and network and firewalls. And I'm talking Nutanix and Pure Storage and Unitrends and Palo Alto and Cohesity and all these guys and girls. And that's great. And that's wonderful. But this whole remote space was kind of new to me. But in my conversation with Splashtop, I kind of just took a step back and said, you know what? This hybrid workforce, people working from home, it's never going away. I think we all can agree that it is a valid um, uh, outcome, right, of this post-pandemic world. So then I started saying, okay, this is a huge market. Let me understand Splash Up, who they are, what they do, and for them to give me the ability to build a channel program from the ground up. Again, being the enterprise sales rep and having channel roles in the past, that was really, really exciting. And I'll share with you and the audience here, Marvin, there was really really three key stats that drew me to Splash Top, again, not knowing who they were. And then one of the first comments that the founders, and we have a great, great team here, great board, uh, echoed to me is that we're an 85% of Fortune 500 companies. So we're talking many household names that we see out and about during the course of our day have Splash Top. Secondly, we have the highest NPS score in the market. So when we're in competition with our competitors, the bomb guards, the team viewers, logmans, et cetera, out of all of those companies, Splashtop is the highest rated from a customer satisfaction perspective, earning a 93% NPS score. And then the last thing that truly kind of sealed the deal for me is as of 2021, Splashtop has already earned a unicorn status being evaluated as a billion dollar company. So when I kind of took a step back again and said, okay, remote workforce access support solutions not going away. It's probably only going to grow. We can get more into that as we talk today tonight about Splashtop, new advances in our product, new roadmap items, et cetera. And this is a solution that I think has a lot of legs and backed by, again, a very strong company, a very strong uh, board. It was it kind of became a no-brainer. And then to your point here, you know, six days out from being here a year, we, we've accomplished a lot and there's a lot more to do. All right. Now, you had kind of worked on this side of the industry, you know, working for a company and not, um, you know, dealing with vendors on the other side. So now you're on, as a lot of MSPs say, the dark side. Uh, what's the difference been like? Well, I hear you. I definitely can say we're on the dark side. But I also think, you know, after being with Alliance as an enterprise sales rep, you know, for close to 12 years and seeing and working with tons of different manufacturers and all in different silos of IT, I think, I hope that gives me a lot of credibility to say, look, if I was a VAR, if I was an enterprise sales rep, if I was an MSP, what would I want in a partner program? And I have really tried to echo the customer sentiment, again, going back to the NPS score. So one of the two reasons that customers seemingly just love Splash Up is that it just works and it's easy. I can't tell you how many times I go across the country here with some of my teammates here at Splash Top, and we'll be at our booth or whatever event, and people walk by and go, Splash Top, love you guys. And I am telling you, people love Splash Top because it just works and it's just easy. You know, just a few weeks ago, we were at the Channel Pro event, SMB event uh, in Charlotte, North Carolina. I live in Raleigh, um, and we took home best software solution. And, and I think that really validates we've got a great story to tell. So taking that it's just easy and it works into the channel. I hope as an MSP or as a VAR, they go, you know, splashed up being a partner with those guys. It's just easy. And we have what we need to be successful. We're selling it. So I think having the experience on my side of the table and now hopefully not, you know, not I mean, not necessarily the dark side, maybe more like a light gray side <laughs> of the, uh, of the, of the table is, is a better way to phrase it. Okay. Now in that transition, I'll, I'll show a little naivete in saying that I'm not sure that Splashtop was an MSP-friendly company years ago. And it seems as though you guys have made a huge push um, in the last year to become MSP-friendly, to do a lot of these things. Uh, was that a concerted effort to do that? Was it a new direction? How? What made that happen? Yeah, for sure. So I'll answer that with giving a little bit of background about Splashtop because I do think it's important, right? So our founders are four guys, all went to MIT, did not know each other, go to MIT. So obviously very, very smart, right? Smarter than I. I'm not at any point getting to MIT, I, I can assure you. Um, but they start playing basketball. Right? They just stopped shooting hoops around midnight. And they become very good friends. And eventually they start a business with the premonition. This is, again, 2006. We think over time, more and more people will have the ability to work from home. So Splashtop as a business, 2006 to February 2020, continue to ascend in a very nice manner. Boom, March 2020, COVID, pandemic, all these things. And it just accelerated what I think was the ultimate 
uh, end game of people having the ability to work from home, hybrid workforce, et cetera. I think it really just accelerated, right? But to your point, Marvin, Splashtop had always been, prior to my appointment, a direct company. But I think we realize as an organization, we have a great presence out there. And it's great having a website and being able to have a very transactional business unit. And we're still being very, very successful in that. Uh, we've made some great hires uh, at Splashtop in that side of our business. But I also think that we realized, hey, if we go out and can develop a partner-friendly program, again, for VARs, for MSPs, even for integration partners. And again, we have a lot of good integrations out there with people like Datto, people like uh Ninja, people like Acronis, we just, we just announced this quarter, people like Freshworks, ServiceNow, et cetera. I think we've kind of realized other people have relationships and other MSPs, in our example here, they are going to want to have, they're going to have a need to sell a remote access remote support solution because, again, this thing's not going away. And to kind of um, echo that sentiment, uh, Marvin, as far as the transition that we made strategically, right, as a business unit at, at Splashtop to have partner program, MSPs, VARs, et cetera, is that the average organization in 2019 allowed 20% of their workforce to work from home, right? So we're talking maybe the help desk, maybe C-level people, maybe sales, right? But right now we live in a world, 2022, where we're always seeing this great resignation. If you don't have a job that gives you the ability to work from home, at least hybrid, you're going to find a job that can. (laughs) That's just the way it is. So therefore, any organization of any size will always have going forward a need in a long-term strategy setting. How do we support our remote workforce from an access perspective? How do we then ensure, going back to even your analogy with your customer, that all these devices, which we can get more deep into here in a minute, we have a support tool to manage whatever it is agnostically. And that, again, has precipitated our need to grow our MSP footprint. All right. So when I first heard of Splashtop, I considered it, you know, kind of like the others where it was just uh, for remote access for yourself to get to your computer when you're not there. And it is now, you know, morphed into all these different versions where there's the business access, there's the, you know, repair team, remote support, MSP. Uh, And I don't know how much you've been able to delve back into the history, but how did that transition you know, take place within Splashtop. Do you know any of that? Yeah, I'll say this. You know, we, I like to think, I will tell you this. First of all, I know we have a great company. I know, I know a lot of manufacturers are going to say that, but again, the culture, the class, the professionalism, our organization, again, top notch, right? Uh, and I think with that being said, we're always looking for ways to grow our business and stay ahead of things, right? And to your point, we've got lots of different products, right? If I look at, you know, some of the areas we've been very successful from a customer perspective, for example, we're very good in education, right? And to your point, yes, there are tools like business access where teams, individuals can remotely access work computers, right? Stream audio from video, you know, from and video from device to device and get all these different features like file transfer, remote print multi-monitor support, et cetera. But in that education arena, again, we have other tools like remote labs, right? So if any MSPs out there listening says, hey, I support uh, customers in education. And maybe right now, because of an increase in remote users, perhaps you know a traditional VPN is causing some bandwidth issues, right? So what we can do with one of our products in Splashtop Remote Access is have scheduled access to those lab computers. So let's just say, again, you have a student who is now working from home on a county-issued Chromebook, There is a digital equity gap between them and that Mac, as well as maybe the applications and programs on that Mac. We have the ability to give them that remote session, but also in a scheduled format to say, hey, these five students can remote in from 9 to 930. These folks have 930 to 10. So, again, we don't have bandwidth issues, latency issues. And our users, in this case, our students, um, can be very productive. To your point, we also have Splashtop SOS, which is definitely more so that is a tool for IT support help desk teams to really effectively remotely support their users. And again, we have two different support structures at Splashtop, both attended as well as unattended, right? And then as we start talking more about our product tour, you know, we've introduced here in uh, late part of 2021 into uh, 2022 Splashtop Enterprise. So what Splashtop Enterprise does, Marvin, as you probably can guess by the name from an enterprise solution, it is definitely targeted more towards those mid-market enterprise customers. It takes a lot of our features that we have in Splashtop Business Access, Splashtop SOS, Splashtop Remote Support, but then also features enterprise kind of capabilities like SSO integration, 
privilege control, scheduled access, USB device redirection, remote microphone, and all these other things. And then again, even like when you're saying about staying current, we just introduced earlier this year a Splashtop connector. We also have integrations with different SIMs out in the marketplace. Uh, you can also deliver, uh, deliver Splashtop either in the cloud or on-prem. But the main difference, or main difference, that's not the right way to say it. The other cool advancement product release we just made here in the last number of months here is Splashtop Augmented Reality. And I think for me personally, I think anyone out there, whether that's the MSP, a customer, someone who happened to hop on, hop on this call by accident, thank you for joining. Um, when we say remote support, right, whether it's you, it's me, you know, Jim down the street, I think our impressions of remote support is this. I have a device, which is an end user device, a PC, a Mac, what have you, and it's down. And I need someone to remote in, right, to fix it. And it's a software issue. Now, the beautiful thing about Splashtop is that we're completely agnostic of device. So again, we can go from a PC to a Mac, an iPad to a Mac, a Chromebook to a PC, an Android to a Mac, it's irrelevant. As long as it has an operating system and a um, uh, screen, right, we can talk to it. So that's a huge value add that whatever they have, we can fix remotely. But what Splashtop Augmented Reality does, it takes it a step further. We now have the ability to have live, real-time video feed between point A and point B. And I'll give you a real-world example, right? So I kind of mentioned before, you know, my son and I, uh, we were out in California uh, earlier this year, and we flew out of Raleigh-Durham. And as soon as we get to the airport, there is a truck, right, a van, you know, work van, et cetera. And that guy is fixing an issue because the touchscreen, right, where you can pay for your parking before going back to your car had an issue. So he physically had to drive there. And I said to my son, Liam, I was like, Liam, all this guy had to, all they had to do is have someone from the airport and Terminal 1, if anyone's ever been there, Raleigh-Durham International, is not a very exciting terminal. Terminal 2, much better. Terminal 1, Southwest, not as exciting. <laughs> anyway, with Splashtop, all they had to do is send someone from upstairs to downstairs, and whether that is the camera on their PC or their Mac, even iPhone, they can show exactly what they see physically in front of them. So now we have the ability to see live, again, despair of the this, uh, device, despair of location, and see it in real time. So now with Splashtop Augmented Reality, we have the ability to solve hardware issues because we can do annotation capabilities, drawing on the screen. So for example, this person sitting at home could have said, hey, oh yeah, can you open it up? Okay. Do you see the blue cord? No, I don't see the blue cord. So then the IT technician can draw an arrow and say, you see this? No, I don't. And then draw a circle. Is this the blue cord? Yeah. So now we can fix remote issues, hardware-based, leveraging Splashtop AR. And I truly think, Marvin, is it's it's one of those cliche terms we hear often in IT, like trusted advisor, game-changing technology. But I truly believe Splashtop Augmented Reality is game-changing now because the power is in our MSP's hands to say they don't have to. And you mentioned earlier the drive. I don't have to drive somewhere. I can save costs internally on my truck hole. I can save downtime for my customers. And ultimately, I can save my customers money. So for us, when we look at all of our different products and more products we have coming out later this year, which in this moment I can't um, discuss, I think it makes it really exciting to say Splashtop is always ever evolving in our products and our offerings and our solutions. And also, how do we go to market? So let me ask a quick question, and then I want to backtrack a little bit. So the augmented sure. reality, is that a feature that is available across all your editions, or is that just in the remote support, help desk, MSP version, as opposed to an yeah, end so user who just wants to use it at their house? Sure, yeah. So augmented reality is one of the advanced features that are in Splashtop Enterprise. Um, so in order to... Um, have that ability also to get augmented reality, one would need, whether that's the MSP or the end user, Splashtop Enterprise. Um, and right now, uh, we do have a promotion uh, going on that if you purchase Splashtop Enterprise, we're going to give you, again, MSP or end user, uh, augmented reality free for the first year. Okay. Now that goes, okay, so now I have another question to ask before I go back even further. <laughs> so you mentioned the uh, the price there, um, the promotion. Now, one of the questions that I got even before we got on the air here was somebody making a comment in, uh, I forget where it is, maybe it was the Facebook, uh, wondering about all of the different resale options there are for us. And when I say us, uh, I don't know if he's a full MSP or a computer repair shop because I have a mixture. I have solo techs all the way up to, to large MSPs. 
And one of the comments was the fact that there's so many different versions and different discounts and stuff. So as an MSP, I'm assuming we could probably use the MSP version or we could resell. Uh, what's the difference in all of those different uh, products for us? Yeah, no, very accurate. So I, I would say from an MSP audience perspective, again, we have alliance partners, we have integration partners, again, like Acronis and Freshworks, et cetera. But really the two paths for from a resale perspective really are, are A, VAR or B, MSP. So some brief comments on both. So a VAR, value at reseller, again, I would say it's very traditional in how people are really traditionally selling hardware. So that would be a process where you would sign up as a splash stock reseller. We have different tiers based upon your tier and your uh, commitment level to splash top. You're going to get di- different discount structures. And as a splash top VAR, you can sell anything in our product portfolio. And ultimately, the uh, customer is going to issue a purchase order to the VAR, who in turn returns one to us. Right? Again, very traditional. This is the likes of what Dell and HP and Oracle and others have done for you know 20, 30 years. As an MSP, we've tried to make it a little more self-sufficient, a little less uh, steps involved, whereby as anyone who wants to become a Splashtop authorized MSP, whether that's a one-person company or a 1,000-person company, it's exactly the same, where they would join up with us as a Splashtop authorized MSP. We've identified three products in my uh, time here that we see a lot of MSPs, mid-market customers buying in, and therefore, MSPs would be interested in selling it. Again, they have four access can sell whatever. But the three main products our MSPs are out there selling, again, are Splashed Up Business Access, which, again, is more for individual uh, teams and professionals to act for access purposes. Splashed Up SOS, which is more that remote support for end users. Uh, and Splashed Up Remote Support, which is more geared towards endpoint monitoring, um, you know, different control capabilities, one-to-many, system reboot, et cetera. And each of those um, products get a get a discount, right, based upon um, the MSP level, if you will. So as an MSP, you can sell whatever you want. And if as the MSP, if you say, hey, Justin, I need Splashtop remote access. Again, I'm sorry, remote access. I need remote labs because I have customers in education or I need Splashtop enterprise. That would just be a situation instead of the MSP, MSP placing the order online directly and getting a discount uh, off the off the off the cuff there. They would just work with me and my sales team to get a discount. But again, from a process perspective, once the MSP places the order right with Splashtop, they're going to get the licenses because, again, they're managing that on behalf of their customers. OK, so when we direct our people to a website, um, we're not just going to send them to splashtop.com. Are we going to send them to splashtop.com slash MSP? Yeah, correct. So they're going to they're gonna have uh, be able to uh, place orders that are unique to their business. So again, each of these MSPs are going to get unique discount codes that are unique to them. Um, and then after the order, they're going to have their own, think of it like this, their own portal to track all of their different orders for each customer. Okay. All right. So we kind of uh, got ahead. I was I was hoping to do a little break here, but we're just going to keep right on going. So you talked about the different features, the different additions and stuff. And I know that everybody understands the typical features, you know, the, the remote access, file transfer, um, being able to uh, share screens, uh, stuff like that. But what are the exclusive features? Now, I think you already mentioned the augmented Reality, which is an enterprise product. But what are some of the other exclusive features that are available? Yeah. So from an enterprise perspective, uh, we're seeing a a huge uptick in that. And I think the reason that we're seeing a huge uptick uptick in that is I think a lot of businesses, whether they're buying from an MSP, a value-added reseller, whoever, they're starting to get to the sense of, hey, look, I made a purchase in 2020, maybe Splashtop, maybe one of our competitors. But now I understand that I need a long-term remote access, remote support solution, right? And with that um, growth in the market, in order to stay relevant, in order to stay, again, ahead of the times, we have to come out with new features to compete. I mean, that kind of goes without saying, right? So again, the first one I think that we're seeing a lot of interest in uh, from a advanced feature perspective, again, in enterprise is the ability to do IP whitelisting, um, which is a huge uh, time-saving uh, in the remote uh, space, um, SIM integration, I think also is a nice advanced feature we have in Splashtop Enterprise, Splashtop Connector. Um, and again, we, we can talk more granular about each of these, you know, at a later point. Splashtop Connector, I feel, is, is, has been a huge adoption for a lot of our customers. 
But, you know, for me, Marvin, again, we kind of talked about it. You know, Splash Up Augmented Reality, I think, is is the newest advanced feature that we have that really redefines what remote support is. Uh, and we do have some advanced features coming later this year. And I'm talking here in Q4, uh, okay. so not long, which I think is really going to extend the um, market segmentation that Splash Up has over some of our uh, competition. All right. So we'll have to have you come back on when you can talk about those because uh – Sure. I so want to ask. <laughs> now you oh, mentioned. Sure. <laughs> now you also had mentioned uh, endpoint monitoring built into SplashTop. With which version is that? The SOS or the? Uh, oh, for yeah. So for an endpoint monitoring, that would be more SplashTop remote support. Remote support. Okay. Um, so that is a great tool. Yeah. So that is a great tool that MSPs can really support and manage their clients. Um, and I think, you know, when I kind of take a step back and uh, I know we're talking more about augmented reality here in a second as well, but I think we really took a step back and said, OK, we're providing remote support to different endpoints. Right. And I think then we had the realization that when we speak endpoint and I'm going to go back to what I said earlier, as long as it has an operating system and as long as it has a screen, we can talk to it. So and I shared this from the podcast as well, that I was at an event in northern Florida last week of January, spent four months with my, my team here, including Catherine from our partner marketing team and building the programs and the channel partner portal and all these different things that we've done and kind of coming out of that, starting to attend events. And I had this realization that if it is truly agnostic, there is not really a device, right, that we can't support. So not only does Splashtop remote support can support endpoint monitoring, again, for PCs, Macs, iPhones, Chromebooks, et cetera. But if we take it a step further as Splashtop, which then goes back to Splashtop Enterprise with some of these advanced features like we talked about earlier, then guess what? Let's ask ourselves how many devices are connected to the internet, right? And not just PCs, Macs, not just end user experience kind of devices that we need to access for, for remote access and support. And the answer, Marvin, there are 29 billion devices connected to the internet. 29 billion. And I am talking a Tesla. I am talking a point of sale machine. I'm talking a kiosk at uh, the hotel. I'm talking the ATM at the bank. I'm talking the machine at the, uh, at the airport. I'm talking the touchscreen at the airport. You're here, go here, right? Everything that we see out there, right, is a touchscreen. Yeah. And one thing that we realize, right, is we cannot have downtime. You cannot afford downtime, right? So we took the idea of monitoring and supporting endpoints and have growing it to this next level, if you will, with SplashTop augmented reality, because now SplashTop, as much as we support remote access, remote support, having conversations as an alternative to VPN, like we talked about earlier tonight, relative to our performance advantages that we have over some of our competition, 4K streaming, 60 frames per second, et cetera, we relook and said, you know what? A point of sale machine, right? And we have customers, many household names, and I'll just drop a couple in CVS and Best Buy and some very well-known theme parks, um, which I won't mention names, but um, that use us not for support of their Macs or iPhones, but their point of sale machines, because you know what? It can't go down, right? We have other customers, very well-known logistics companies, which again, I won't name, but guess what I've learned? All of these trucks, they have a tablet embedded in their truck that again, can't go down. When they make their delivery, right? And I'm not going to name names. They go, yep, it's been delivered, right? Off that little tablet. How many times do we go out to eat now as a society and the waiter or waitress takes our order with a toast or touch bistro or light speed, right? All the time. All these different devices cannot go down. So when we talk about the evolution of Splashtop and where the market's going, I'll leave you this. I'll mention once that here as well, as we talk about it, Marvin, is remote desktop as a vertical, Right now, according to many experts out there, is a $7.8 billion market. Splashtop is going to continue to be the leader in that space with the highest NPS score and all the features we talked about, different products we have on Splashtop.com. And that's awesome. But if we look at Splashtop for support for this IoT device area, for this digital transformation, which everyone talks about, but then my contention is, okay, yeah, digital transformation, that's really, really cool. How do you support it? And then given the context of where we are in 2022, not 2019, not 2020, the next word I would add in there, Marvin, is, okay, how do you hand it remotely? And right now, support remotely, right, for IoT devices is a $348 billion market. So when we mention our ability to take remote support from an endpoint monitoring, bring in a live video feed with augmented reality, we are changing the game 
for where Splashtop can go as a support tool for our customers out there. So when I look at a product that claims that I can do remote monitoring or endpoint monitoring, that to me means that I can set up things like alerts and monitor, you know, uh, you know, agents and stuff like that. So how is that handled with Splashtop? First of all, can you do alerting for devices? For sure. So we have from a support uh, matrix perspective, Marvin, we have two different options, either attended or unattended, right? The first one is like many others out there, the market do. Yep. User has a problem with said device. They provide a nine digit code. Engineers remote in, fix a problem and the session's gone and the code is gone. But we also have the ability, what I like to call more proactive support. And that is exactly to your point where we can monitor things ahead of time. So if an organization says, you know, you can't connect to our VPN until you do ABCD and someone tries to connect, we're going to alert that says, hey, Jim's trying to connect and we're not going to allow him to, he, you know, updates his security policy policy. So we sh- certainly can do all that stuff from a help desk perspective. Okay. So no real monitoring of the actual device itself. So obviously you'll know if an de- uh, unattended device goes down because you won't be able to access it, but are there any other things that you can um, monitor with that? Yeah. Yeah. Again, so when we talk about splash drop remote, it's, it's not only those, those abilities to do remote control, again, that nine digit code, like we talked about, but we can do, you know, many actions. So we can do, you know, a many to one action. We can do a, we can remotely provide a system reboot remotely. Okay. We can do again, a windows update. We can do configurable updates like a metric for like, Hey, you're not configured. So we're not allowed to do it. And then we also have the ability to do um, a remote command. Like, Hey, we're going to send this to your device and you have to do that before you can connect or do whatever you need to do. Okay, good. That's kind of where I wanted to go with that. Now we can't get into a ton of stuff here because we're going to have to tell people if they really want an in-depth demo uh, to contact you guys and set that up. And that's not what we're here to do. Um, But I know that we have a video to show and I want to do that. And again, folks, if you are listening to the audio, uh, I apologize, but I will try to have a little marker in the show notes where you can come and watch the video itself. But uh, explain the video here to us, and then we'll go ahead and uh, throw it up here. Sure. Yeah. As you build that, it really gets going around the 16, 17 uh, second mark, uh, mark, Marv. That's a mouthful. <laughs> um, it is. Um, but what I will, I think what this does, again, it's only a minute and 30 seconds long, or really a minute and 13 seconds long. Um, but it really shows, I think, graphically what uh, Splash Top augmented reality is. And, you know, right now, Marv, I feel like I'm on, you know, I feel like you're like Jay Leno or David Letterman right now, and I'm the Hollywood star. And so you want to take a look at this film clip from my movie coming out um, on Friday. Um, so, yes, I will be the I will be the Hollywood star. As we talked about before, Marvin, my nickname is Maverick. So it only seems appropriate that, that is true. Not here yep. uh, having a having a late night talk show. So <laughs> maybe that's something else you can do in, then in your spare time. Then but, I'll, uh, I'll be no. the I'll be the talk show host and say, oh, let's let's go to the clip. <laughs> Go to the clip. Splashtop augmented reality is an advanced remote support and field service tool. It enables end users to share the camera of the mobile device they're using with a remote technician in real time. So the technician can be virtually on site whenever needed. To launch an AR session, direct the end user to download the SOS AR app on their mobile device. When the end user needs help, he or she simply launches the app and sends a nine-digit code to the technician. The technician then enters the code in the SOS app, which prompts the end user to give permission to remote in. Once permission is granted, the technician can access the mobile camera from his or her computer or mobile device. I'm muting the microphone to avoid feedback right now, but with two-way voice communication and AR-driven annotations, it's very easy to get your point across. As you can see, both sides have different colors, so it's easy to tell apart. I can erase specific annotations and also pause the screen to really focus in on one area, eliminating the need for the on-site end user to hold the camera really still. I can also turn the flashlight on if I need to see more clearly and even record the session. In this way, Splashtop AR makes collaboration and knowledge sharing easy and dramatically reduces issue resolution time. All right, so there's a part of me that's thinking... How many people are going to be freaked out that you can uh, control the camera and the flashlight and things like that? Yeah, no, it, no well, it, it certainly could happen. But <laughs> I think what it does, um, it does show is that 
how many times is there a hardware issue that respectfully, maybe someone on the other side is not techni- technology right. savvy. Yep. And the technician, the MSP is like, oh my gosh, just move the blue cord, just plug that in. And the other person, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh my gosh, I guess I gotta come out. But now we can resolve those issues much, much quicker. So I'll give you a perfect real world example. So we have one partner that has three levels of support, right? L1, L2, L3. So they sell hardware, but they try to do as many implementation install services as possible, right? And support after the fact, first call, these kinds of things. So it goes to L1. If L1 can't solve it, it goes to L2. L2 can solve it, it goes to L3. L3 is a guy or girl physically getting a truck and driving, right? And as we talked to them, they said, on average, that truck roll as a business cost us four to 450 bucks. On average, the customer is down two to three hours, right? And of course, we're going to charge invoice the customer for us coming out, seven, $800. And I said the predominant sales question is like, what if I could give you a tool that gives you the ability to see where you would go, but maybe not have to go? Oh, that would be fantastic. And I think, again, that really, again, use the word accelerate, really accelerates our time to improve issues, as explained in the demo, much, much quicker. And possibly, yes, Marvin could, you know, freak people out, but hopefully not. Well, I can tell you what I like about it. And this is just from my first observation. One, I don't have to worry about getting my cell phone number out to somebody so we can do a FaceTime, um, one. And second, the fact that you can draw on the screen in real time, I just assumed that it was something where you took a picture and then you could, you know, do your annotation. But being able to annotate the screen in real time in different colors so you know which person is actually doing it is huge. No, 100%. Because what what do people do maybe prior? Okay, I'll take a picture. And send it to you. Easy to play it safe. Easily play itself out is there's a problem. One person tries to fix it. Okay, let me take a picture, right? Boom. And then they go, did you get the picture? And while that's happening, someone else goes to try to fix a problem. And then when they go back down, like, where'd this blue cord come from? Yep. Uh, oh, we got to. So the fact that, again, it is real time, you can draw on the screen, and you really can guide maybe a non-technical person for an issue resolution much, much quicker, especially maybe in that Internet of Things arena. Again, those point of sales, those ATMs, those kiosks. Yeah, for me, it's pretty huge. Happens all the time. And we actually even have a comment that uh, that is a great app for sure. So, uh, yes, thanks, people, John. I think so too. People being able to observe just like me, that's a that's almost a no brainer just by itself. Yeah, again, I think when we look at the market in 2020, all again, all our businesses kind of blew up. But I think for me too, Marvin, kind of a quick. Um, Segway, I think we're at a point as a, as a society here in IT that any IT organization, whether that's, you know, Gentle Dental, which is outside Boston, Massachusetts. I drove past that last week. I was like, that's a nice name, Gentle Dental, because usually you go to the dentist, like, you don't think it's going to be gentle, but apparently they are. Right. Um, or a huge account like a Target or Walmart. I think every organization for the next foreseeable year or a couple of years are going to have three main IT goals, right? One, how do we ensure that our cybersecurity posture is mitigating our exposure to ransomware? Like that's number one, bar none. Number two, how we leverage in the cloud for disaster recovery, business continuity, certain applications workload, again, trying to avoid hardware spend. Always will be hardware, but how can we maybe not have so much less floor space, power and cooling? Because again, more people are working from home. And I truly think number three, how can we ensure that our users who are now remote have an efficient, productive environment to do their job? that we support? And secondly, how do we have a tool to support all of these different devices in this huge BYOD movement? And in many times as the organization, again, Jennifer down to Walmart, Taco Bell, whatever, that we never even physically see anyway. And I think if that's the case from a, a three project goal, I think the ability for Splash to have to have so many customers out there, so many customers out there is pretty large. All right. So I think we've hit pretty much a lot of the features and stuff like that. Before we continue, I want to do just a quick uh, timeout and pay some bills and give uh, kudos to our sponsors. And then we'll come back and see if there's anything we missed or if any questions for anybody watching the live screen here. We are broadcasting on YouTube, the Facebook, and to LinkedIn. So I don't think the LinkedIn people can... Uh, get us questions in the chat, but those of you on YouTube and the Facebook can. Uh, But let me first say that uh, the IT Business Podcast is presented by NetAlly, your number one ally of network professionals around the world and industry leader for more than 25 years, providing best-in-class tools and software 
to enable you to more effectively plan, install, validate, and troubleshoot vitally important wired and wired networks. And our live show this evening is sponsored by Computers Done Right, a managed IT service company providing IT support and management in Venice, Florida, and surrounding areas. Not only do they do computer repair, virus removal, IT services, they also provide website design and social media marketing. So for all your computer needs, head over to www.computersdoneright.com. And last, this is not a sponsor, but a partner. Uh, September 16th through the 18th, folks, join me as we head to Chicago for the 2022nd annual and I said that wrong again. I said I wouldn't do it. 2022, not the 2022nd. That's just ridiculous. But for 2022, the annual TechCon Unplugged presented by our friends at MSP Unplugged, Rick and Paco. And uh, I think I'm going to be getting an update from them later this week as to how everything looks. The venue, I believe, is fantastic. The sessions are all set. This is your uh, conference that is for techs by techs, and they stand side by side with the vendors presenting you with the best tools to run your business and do things right. So Chicago, September 16th to the 18th, I will see you there. All right. Now, uh, before we get to any questions that may pop up here, Justin, I know that I kind of we rambled a little bit on some stuff. I think you got excited about some of the things like the augmented reality um, and the future of where Splashtop is going, but did we did we hit all of the bullet points that you wanted to about you know the features and the the products that are, are out there now? I believe so. I, I mean, if there's any you know questions that we certainly can you know answer them now. I think you know anyone who's interested in a demo of Splashtop and any of our product lines, we certainly can can coordinate that effort. And I really think the takeaway that I hope we got out of today is that. You know, Splashtop, we started as a very nice uh, provider for remote access, remote support, which entails lots of different features, lots of different product sets based upon the needs of the customer business, et cetera. We're maturing as a company, right, which is a very nice step that we're maturing as a company. We have 85 percent of Fortune 500 companies use Splashtop, as we kind of mentioned earlier. We have very great enterprise tools. Uh, we bring in augmented reality. We're bringing in some newer features, which again, can't discuss right now. But if we talk again, maybe in Q4, we can. Um, and I think that's really the takeaway is that as an, as an MSP provider of Splashtop, I know that I'm, they're always going to kind of have my back. Great customer support, great, great customer service. But, you know, as as board members, as, as founders, right, they're always going to be proactive in seeing what some of the new trends are, which really helps me resonate and stay current in, with my customers. All right. So I had popped up a question that came in. Um, can you please give me a specific example of how Splashtop bridges the remote employee to work, student to school? Perfect. No, that's that's a good example. And, and I'll, I'll start with the, uh, the school example. Right. So let's just say you're a student. Right. And you're now working from home. Right. You have a county issued Chromebook. But and Prior to that, you worked from, you went to the library, and in that library library was a Mac. And on that Mac was very expensive software, like CAD software, Adobe, so on and so forth. But now you're home on a Chromebook, and there's a digital equity gap, right, between your Chromebook and that high-powered Mac. What Splashtop has the ability to do, in this case, from a student perspective, or even a remote workforce perspective, like a lawyer, a doctor, whatever, it doesn't really matter, is not only do you have your Chromebook, but from your screen on your Chromebook, I know this is an iPhone, so just bear with me. Imagine it's a Chromebook. We can pretend. But it's, let's pretend. Why not, right? But this is a Chromebook. And then I can go to my Chromebook. I can go to the Splashtop app on my Chromebook, and I can choose, again, based upon what license structure I have, how many devices I, I can pull down and drop down. And I will choose Splashtop, Splashtop. I'll choose Library Mac. Boom. Now my screen, Chromebook at home, is the screen of the Mac. And now I can have uh, performance parity right between these two devices, 4K streaming, 60 frames per second. But I also can access everything that Mac has, the Adobe and the CAD software. So really solving that digital equity gap to say, again, it does not matter what device you have, but if you're connecting A to B, a gets everything that B has, which again, the same case can be said for a lawyer, a construction worker, you know, a, a banker, healthcare, whatever. 
Now, is that something where, and I'm thinking from the standpoint of schools had to be remote, and is this something that a teacher can use to access a student's computer at home if they're having trouble with an assignment or something like that, or am I just thinking too far out of the box? No, that's, yeah, no, that's certainly, no, that is certainly a use case. And and I think that also goes back again, we're very strong in education. I know we didn't talk about all the products we have tonight because we've, we've got more than one, but another product we have is Splash Top, it's called Mirroring 360, right? Where the teacher or the student who has to present can mirror their screen from one side to the other, right? So let's just say in this example, Larry share, because I think we all can agree from a college perspective or higher ed, there will always be classes remote. Like that's, that's just the way it's going to be. But w- what happens if you are on site, and this may be not the best example, but you know, you're in this big lecture hall, there's like 250 people, you, you know, got in late, you're sitting in the back row and you're like, what does that say over there? I can't see, like, because there's 250 people in front of you. You don't need to do that. You can just go to your phone, tablet, whatever, and see and have that screen share kind of capability, which again, to your point, if a student's having a problem, they can share their screen and the teacher can kind of help direct them, show them things, or even have like, you know, from a, you know, you're working in a, in a school session remotely and it's like a group project, you know, and sometimes maybe only one person does the work and then you have some slackers and right, right. Something that sometimes happens. But now we have the ability to say, no, let's share our screens. Let's see who's doing ABCD. Um, so I think it's, you know, certainly, um, you know, a good use case there. All right. And um, another thing I just popped in. So you had talked earlier about all the things that you can't yet talk about of features that are coming mm-hmm. out. So with yes. that in mind, and I'm going to try to weasel some stuff. What are some of the trends that you see coming in Q4 since that's about the time you're, you're introducing yeah. some stuff. So without, without revealing what those are, what are the trends you see happening? No, that, that's uh Nice, nice way to nice way to try to get some stuff out of good old Maverick, Marv. I I, I appreciate it. Um, I will say this: I, I think augmented reality. I know I've said a lot. I think that's going to continue to be a trend. How can we consolidate time and expense and downtime for customers? Because we live in this world of instant gratification, social media that you know you just can't have downtime, right? So I think augmented reality. I think the other thing that we're seeing there's lots of solutions out there for. Um, Password management, I think there's lots of solutions there from a cybersecurity perspective. I think there's lots of solutions out there, you know, that really have this zero trust um, kind of approach. And I think when you're looking holistically of all the different providers that you've had out there as an organization, I think, again, think of it like this. Let's just say you're an average mid-market customer, right? And you went out years ago and you bought, and again, nothing wrong with this in any shape or form, right? You bought Dell servers, you bought VMware, and you bought NetApp from a storage perspective right? Again, totally fine. That's what you did. No big deal. People still do that. And again, that's fine. Now, all of a sudden, you have this thing called Nutanix come along and go, you know, you don't really need to do any of that. You you can consolidate your servers and storage in one, save cost, right? And oh, by the way, is VMware expensive? You know, we got this thing called Acropolis. Maybe you can consolidate that. And now Nutanix, you know, plugs in, you know, all these plugins with the clouds and all the things they have and pure storage and all these different people. And I think when we go back to the point of remote being a third project, I think a lot of these businesses are going to go, wow, you're right. We do need a remote strategy. I hope our MSPs are leading with that. But we have all these different vendors in all these different arenas. It would be really nice if we could consolidate some of this with an organization that has, again, a billion-dollar valuation high, and the highest NPS for the market. So as we look at that, I think it's a lot of our uh, roadmap items are really towards the consolidation of lots of different siloed projects, but also a huge emphasis upon um, the security thereof, thereof. All right. And so from an MSP standpoint, I can have my own splash top dashboard. I could have it integrated into my RMM tool and I could resell to my clients if they need remote access, uh, for their business. Does that sound about right? hundred Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. And then could I sell to one-off consumers too? Or is that hundred percent? Wow. No, it's fine. We, we don't, I, I'll give, <laughs> but this is a really good example. I'm like, yep, I can see people doing that. I was in, I don't know where I was. I was somewhere. And this guy walks by again. We see, we hear it all the time. Oh, I love splash top. I'm like, thanks. You know, um, I, I, I mean, I'm not super technical, but you know, sp- people smarter than me at splash top made that guy a very happy client, which is, Amazing. And again, we've got great people at Splashtop because, yeah, I use Splashtop to help my grandma remote in. And I'm like, well, okay. I'm glad grandmom's happy. So again, it can be a one-off 
come in, hey, you, you got to get a couple of licenses for a customer, or it can be a much more of a partnership we ha- that we could have with Splashdown. Well, you know, that happens all the time. You know, we not only have to support our customers and their families, but we have to support our families too. So I could see that happening. Oh, 100%. Again, and I think that's, and I, I'll, I'll give you another example, right? Um, and again, if anyone's interested in Splashtop, they certainly can, you know, go to our website. There's tons of options to do free demos, no credit card required for all these different products that we mentioned before, enterprise and remote support and SOS and all these different things. But the other example, Marv, that I really find interesting is I was with one of our partners in Nashville, Tennessee, um, mid, you know, middle part of June, and we did a top golf event because Everyone does top golf, so why not? We'll do one too. Yep. And again, top golfs are great. Don't don't uh, no problems about that. But I walk out in Nashville, Tennessee, and in my view, I see a police officer. I didn't do anything wrong. I just want to level set. That was not. They weren't coming to get me. Just scouting the area. But I see a police officer, legit, right in front of me. Okay. I see the the highway or what? The fact that you were scouting the area. Is probably suspicious. Well, no, I wasn't. The police officer was. I don't know. Maybe it's not a good part of Nashville. I don't know. I, if you've been to the top car from Nashville, like it, the city of Nashville, see, and then the back of it is, and then you just hit into the grass. I think they should have flipped it so you like hit looking towards the city. But I don't know. I'm not an architect, right? I'm not George Costanza. I'm not pretending to be an architect um, at any point. Um, but when I looked out, again, I saw a police officer. I saw a billboard on the highway. I saw a gas station. I saw a hotel. And I saw a bank. And I said, every single one of those people needs splashed out. Tell me they don't. That device in that cop car can't go down. The point of sound machine, gas station can't happen. The kiosk at the hotel can't go down. ATM can't happen. What happens if someone hacks into that billboard and is posting slanderous stuff along the highway? All those different use cases are, are present for splashed out. All right. And I believe the name you were looking for was Art Vandelay. Yes, Art Vandelay. <laughs> if you've been to Moe's Southwestern Grill, like it's a like a Chipotle, they have an Art Vandelay burrito. Really, which I find amazing. They do. Wow. It's a veggie burrito, so I don't know. I don't think George Cassander was a vegetarian, um, <laughs> or nor was Art Vandelay, right. or a latex salesman. He, and he also wasn't a latex salesman. No, he was not. Either, he was not. No, he was not a latex salesman. All right. Well, we're going to start to end off the show here, but I want to do one quick thing because I've had some people comment that I've not done enough Florida man stories and. Justin, you were not privy to this, and I didn't prep you, so don't worry. But usually we would do a Florida man or random question segment where we would allow the guests to either pick a Florida man story um, from their own neighborhood. So you would have to find a story of somebody doing something outrageous, stupid, hilarious, and then it would challenge Florida man. And if you didn't want to do that, you'd answer a random question. But uh, we didn't have time to prep for that, and I thought we would go long, and we are. Uh, But I did want to at least acknowledge uh, people that have asked for more Florida Man stories, and I was reviewing some some titles with people earlier today. And, of course, if you just go on and search Florida Man and a date, you're going to get great stories. Well, today I was searching for Florida Man stories, and, of course, a lot of it has to do with some very – heinous stuff that has happened down here with the parkland shooting uh so i was going through title 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 and i came across one and without even knowing the story i just i busted out laughing it's not a great story not a very happy story but here's the title man 21 dies after hitting pig with his car (laughs) Hey, that's the title. And if you would have said pig in South in Florida, I would have been like, maybe that's not the right location. But uh, it, and it's a story. It happened here in Palm Beach County, which is just north of me. And uh, this man was driving on Indian Town Road, which is a road that kind of is out there in the country. When a pig ran into the road just before eleven twenty p.m. on Sunday, and uh, that's it. They just said that. Uh, he was pronounced dead on scene. So there's a lot more that I'm going to have to try to research on that. But folks, that is your Florida man story for today. And you'll have the link in the show note. Uh, I've put up on the screen for those of you that are watching the video, uh, splashtop.com slash MSP is where you want to go and uh, get more information. Uh, so Justin, tell us real quick, what can somebody expect when they go there? I'm assuming they'll have to fill out a little contact form and, uh, 
have somebody contact yeah. them? What's the process there? Yeah, I mean, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, a quick little form to fill out. And then, you know, someone from our sales team reaches out, talks more about, you know, what are, your, what are you doing as an MSP? What are your goals for Splashtop? What are you interested in? And then from there, we certainly can, you know, set up appropriate demos, um, all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Okay. And uh, you've mentioned the three different ways that an MSP can use the product. We can do the, the business access, the SOS, or the remote support, right? Yeah. So those are, um, it's a very automated process to, to purchase those. At the same time, if the MSP needs Splashtop Enterprise or Splashtop Mirroring 360 or any of else of our products in our portfolio, they would just contact myself and then I would get appropriate salesperson to help them get what they need for their customers. All right. Well, Justin, I want to thank you very much for coming on the show. Uh, you and I are going to hang out here for a little bit after the the outro here. If you're listening by audio, thank you very much for downloading and subscribing to the show. Those of you that are new to the podcast, watching here uh, on YouTube, LinkedIn, or the Facebook, be sure to head over to itbusinesspodcast.com. Sign up for one of the podcast catchers. That way you'll know when a lot of these audio uh, features come out. Justin's previous episode 427 was an audio, so you would have gotten that in your podcatcher. So go over to the website, sign up for one of those. Of course, you can sign up on any of the platforms. Follow me on Facebook, the YouTube, and on LinkedIn, and you'll know when the video shows come out. Uh, Wednesdays, 8 p.m. Eastern for the live show. Uh, Justin, that's going to do it. Any last words out to the listeners? Uh, no, just th- thanks for joining. Look forward to working with you uh, as much as we can going forward. And, uh, you know, enjoy the rest of your night. All right, folks, that's going to do it. And until next time, holla. Holla.